Shut up and sit down. I have come here to defeat you. Oh, well, there's strikes two and three right there. Check, 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 check. How now, brown cow? Here we go. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Tip of the day, you cannot get to the top by sitting on your bottom. Now, go enjoy the podcast, tell a friend to listen to our show, and give me, not those other chumps, a solid review. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top 10. Did I leave the stove on? Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and I'm here with Lance Hepler. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Lance Hepler. Not freaking Hepler. For your listening it's pleasure. Lance Rom- That's a Lance Romance That style. is Lance Romance here for your pleasure. He hasn't done anything to earn the moniker freaking this past week, so or I'm pleasure. Or, or, or pleasure. <laughs> uh, to his left, Evan Price. If anybody hear me chewing there, I'm like trying to not see where my head can be or <laughs> you're not going to just hear me eating. Say that one more time. Can you hear me? Oh, wait a second. Evan's gone. <laughs> what happened to Evan? Jay's right. going to time with my chewing today, just <laughs> shutting me off completely. But uh, yeah, what do we drink? I got a peace tea here. I actually feel bad as I bought this, I realized it wasn't an Arizona tea and I've been really, oh, really pushing a, for that sponsorship. You really have. This might ruin my odds. <laughs> It's I don't not know. It's because were they all gone? Because it is now gone out of business. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> <it's too cheap. laughs> no, they're still oh, going okay. strong. Okay, <laughs> they're still going very strong. Uh, Arizona, forgive me, please. We'll we'll pretend like I'm not drinking a piece of tea right just now. Tell people this is a, it's a podcast. You can just tell people you're drinking Arizona. Arizona I'm drinking tea. Arizona tea right now. There you go. One of yes. those big ones. You're really exactly. you're really packing the and sponsor. We got Jake over here with enough enough kombucha to kombucha. to make me have. I have number two diarrhea for yep. for a month, probably. <laughs> just, just watching you take in that. Just watching him take in the kombucha. It's yeah. good stuff. Have you ever had it before, Liz? I have not. I just smelled it, and I feel a groove coming on. <laughs> oh, It's not hard, oh, dude. Was, was that? Oh. Rumble, rumble. Excuse rumble, me yeah. for a moment. And then Matt over here. I, I stole so many seltzers, so many Waterloo seltzers from any. you yesterday. I don't have any of my Waterloo. I had three Waterloo seltzers from you. Out of you. I'm glad oh, you had some. So good. Ooh, yes. Spindrift. This is a Spindrift, yes. And nice. cracking open to that can of Spindrift, Matt LeGrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking all right. You're looking chipper today. A little bit better than last week. Just a little. A little sunburn. Mm-hmm. A little sun. Yep. A little, a little sun's sun. okay. A lot of sun. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Breaking news from the Arizona Mission Department of the Dial Podcast. We missed some important results. We omitted some... Very important results. I, last I did week. not. I was not here. Let the record show I had nothing to do with <laughs> these had Arizona to missions. Do with this. Got 100% okay. blame it on Dylan Wiggins, <laughs> yeah, right? Because yeah. he's not here. So it's all good. Yeah, we were all Dylan Wiggins out. So that's, 
That's why we were too busy talking about ice cream sandwiches that oh, we yeah. did not get to some important results that we missed. Champ By the way, oh, is that technically an hey, intermission? Champ Bailey, just no mission. Step, chat, step in the studio real quick so we can talk about this. Okay. Matt, uh, what were you say? I was going to say that I listened to the edit of the podcast and there was quite a few ice cream sandwich references. It was excellent. <laughs> there were many. Well, well edited. Well done. Ice cream sandwich. That was good. Hey, champ, what'd you forget? Uh, we forgot to uh, mention no, the... No, what did you forget? Oh, pardon oh, me. I forgot yes. <laughs> to mention the winners of the Oregon Triple Crown Series. Mike Ripley's five race series, even though it's five races, it's called the Triple Crown because it's only the best three out of five results. And the gotcha. Masters Division for Semantics. the whole series was won by Dr. Chris Hannell. Oh, Doctor? He did. He won, he won the whole Ooh. Masters Series. So oh, we did not mention that before. Actually, you know who took second place? Scott Carroll, another teammate. Another teammate, oh, Scott yes. Carroll. Wow. So first and second in the Masters division for uh, Dialed Cycling. Does that mean that Dialed's doing okay in the overall? Uh, yeah, we are still doing just fine in the nice. Obra team bar competition. We're Handling, Handle and Scott both are very fit. Well, Handle did all five races. He yeah. won three of them uh -huh. and was on the podium for the other two. So yeah, it's pretty good results. Uh, it's pretty good results. <laughs> so pretty legit. Yeah, if we were a cross country team, we'd be doing pretty darn good right now. Yeah, and we missed uh, not mentioning that, and I got called out by some friends. You should get called out yeah. for that. Yeah, doctor. What, what did Handel say to you? It wasn't. It wasn't Handel. Handel is about the oh, least. Yeah, he's about the, the least uh, attention seeking person. Yeah, we don't even know his real name on Strava because no, he doesn't no want knows. the attention. No. no one knows his real no. name. He's a, he's the he complete, made up the doctor part too. He's the complete opposite no. of me. I want all the attention for no good reason. Yes. Yes. Handle is the opposite. None of the Both attention. Fun. Nobody know who he is. <laughs> I'm 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 contrary to popular belief, I am a big Handle fan. I really, really am. What's I know, not to like? You no, know, I mean there's fans. plenty of things not to like, but there's <laughs> <laughs> I, these are things I would never tell him but to I, his face. But, but I overlook never. most of those, and I do appreciate him. I, yeah. I will say this. I broke my whips a couple weeks ago, right? Uh -huh. Guess who called me that night? Hannel? Chris Hannel called me out of the blue. said, hey, hey nice guy. what the hell are you doing? That's, <laughs> oh, well, that's okay, no, okay, no, never mind. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, you're an that idiot. Sounds about right. <laughs> Just wanted to call you to tell you you're an idiot. <laughs> so congrats, Hannel and Scott, for doing so well Crushing. in that series. Mm -hmm. yes. Cool. Well done. Champ out for a little bit. Champ out for a while. All right, chill. Get out of here. Right. <laughs> hey, how about some backpedaling? We're going to backpedal then. Go back to champ. Oh, God, guys. We I'm not sure just, if I can handle this We could have right just now. rolled right into this. This is, I mean, we're whatever. hopping all over the place or, or right now. Maybe it's not. Yeah. Backpedal. He already stepped out. Yeah. All Chant I did on. was, all I did was, um, yeah. I filmed, I filmed Evan and a guy named Ari Clow came yeah. down from Seattle. We had a fun weekend. I got to see so much Matt. And I filmed him. I filmed him. I did it. Yep. And uh, I didn't do much biking, but it was also the first week of cross country this past week. Oh, so wow. Actually, I technically did do a mountain biking all week because I took the mountain bike up there. I need to come bring it in. I forgot to bring it in today to get some work done on those brakes. But Brakes are still <laughs> fussy on you. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not too mess. important on a mountain bike. Don't worry. Yeah. No one needs to brake. No, yeah. no, no. But uh, <laughs> yeah. rode it around Camus High School a lot this past week. It was fun. Huh. High school team's going to be fun. It's not going to be huge, 70 people on the team. What is it normally? A uh, hundred. There you go, sir. I mean, oh, wow. our, our our record is like 125, so. Holy cow. 125 cross-country. 70 still a big team. 70 still book, big. Is it yeah. kind of on the downward arc from the heyday with all these big hitters, or you still have big hitters? No. We're, I I would call it a rebuilding year. Let's then, take a hot take here. Yeah. Rebuilding means? 
It means that we'll go to state, but we will not be. I mean, podium would be amazing yeah. if we podium. Yeah. So everybody need to have their absolute best day. Right. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. But it could happen. We have some. We have some decent athletes, just not like superstars like we have had in the past. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Superstars come around every once in a while. Yep. Yep. And price back pedal. Uh, me and Matt spent a ton of time together this weekend. We I even went over to his house and took part in the block party, which had was a, an absolute a, blast. <laughs> for the kids, we had a back-to-school party, like, get-together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All the kids in the neighborhood. That was mostly adults hanging out. <laughs> and the adults were to, like, yeah, let's to, do it. Back-to-school for the kids with, you know, like, mostly... Oh, God, they're whispering over there. I didn't hear anything. Me either. Yeah. Nothing. Just anyway. Turn notes. So... There was uh, basically Saturday we had, me and Cassie had a, a guy named Ari Clow. We've talked about actually on this podcast before. Yep. Um, runs a really cool YouTube channel. If you don't follow his YouTube channel, you definitely should because it's, it's a good inside to. It's also what? very unique because he like does cool stuff. He does his own music. Yeah. He does some different stuff that yeah. a lot of like YouTube channels don't do. Yeah. So. And I think too, he does a, he's a pretty cool, honest look at like vlog style of what actually it is to be a perfect like any idea of what a professional triathlete is in their early mid 20s he does a pretty good job of showing what it actually looks like yeah he definitely is on the you know budget like scraping by professional triathlete kind of style of of lifestyle so you know he doesn't have his he doesn't have a personal masseuse there's nobody helping him travel here or there he he does it all himself and I like being part, you know, me, me and Josh too have kind of taken on, we like being part of the process of helping some of these guys. Cause it's, yeah. it's not easy being in your early mid twenties trying to travel the, the country racing like this. True. So, uh, he, you know, we, we had a, we had a brutal Saturday. It was basically a race simulation day. So big bike workout. I secretly kind of went after Josh's KOM at, uh, Frenchman or at the, um, uh, Mike Myers time trial course. I did kind of go after that, but it was in the middle of a 40K effort. So I'm going to say I was not going all out, and I was still five seconds short of him. <laughs> I did not. Close. Wow. In my head, I thought I had it. I don't know why my timing yeah. was off so much. But like in my head as I'm riding, I'm like, oh, let off the gas. I'm pretty sure you got it. And then because I still had like another 30 minutes on top of that. So did you guys do an hour cruise and then a 40K hard and then easy yes. and then a couple of two minutes like how did that work out yeah yeah so so confused. we we had four of us together it was me josh john brentonson and ari and john and josh were kind of doing kona prep right set but josh was going to do most of ours with us he flatted which sucked and we couldn't repair it so he goes back home then john is kind of doing his own thing and me and ari are like okay we're gonna do our our 40k now and I've been working in, in this new position really to try and bring my watts down as much as I can, still stay very fast. So I was ecstatic with the numbers, honestly. But um, uh, we did one hour at like 73 race effort. So I just turned that into 40K because it was just right. easier for me math-wise just to do a 40K. Okay. Uh, but I ended up going through the 40K in like 54.30. Yeah. So I keep going. So I averaged 27.3. blow right through the stoplight. Yeah. Yeah, so I I averaged twenty twenty seven three for that for that whole section. Then we went easy after that, and then we just kind of like hurt each other basically in little two minute intervals of like surge by catch on surge by catch on for okay. for six by two. Ended up with decent miles for the day. Yeah, like seventy five miles, like a lot. And then went home, threw on the run shoes, and Ari just went it was ham ridiculous. on his like run from the. And his his expectation of his run, I think for for anybody who knows running who who listens, our Ari Cloud was an All American, and 
you know, at, at Virginia and also was a footlocker high school runner and a 401 Which miler. So like, talent. yeah, this like kid, 401 he, high school he or could have run pro if he, if his, if he had said, I want to run pro, he would have run pro after college. Yeah. That's, that's how quick he was getting. But, um, I'm personally glad he went to triathlon. Cause I think it's cool to see guys like this come into the sport. And, um, so for him, his, his tempo, he wasn't too happy with, cause he was trying to do two by four mile and made it through one by four mile and then like two miles into the next one. Mm-hmm. But, um, for me, the numbers were still, God, he was just, fl- it's, it's crazy for me. I'm running 540 pace and he's just pulling away from me. Like nothing. Like it's, it's very, I'm at the point in this part where you got to know your limitations and know just how to train. Mm-hmm. like how I need to train. And it is, it's very humbling still to as much as my runs improve to know that I'm training with guys and around guys that I can run what I think is fast and not even be close, just not, not even be in the conversation with them. So luckily I feel really good about my swim and bike right now, but the run is, uh, still got some work to do over the years. So it was fun. Otherwise though, really, really good time. Wow. Yep. I did the exact same thing. I'm sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> you you went 27 north for, for yes. an hour. <laughs> yeah, I wrote. I I ran 13 miles at about 510 pace. See, that's, so I was a little off. This is where I just can't train with Lance yet because Lance <laughs> is just going to embarrass me. So I I don't feel like my ego can handle that yet. And I did a 20 mile ride where I averaged almost 12 and a half miles an hour. <laughs> On a mountain bike, I'm assuming. Yeah, no, was that on the road? It was, it was on the road. That's hard. That that's that's was not that Friday. That's not easy to go yeah, that slow. Not, <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually I actually rode every day this last week. I saw a lot of uploads with the yeah. with broken ribs. It's ridiculous. So every day, yeah. you're not gonna take any days off. I I was not good on Monday. Not so good on Tuesday. Wednesday, I started to feel a little better. It's yeah. still it still hurts and sore, but I'm not like hampered anymore. I'm I'm two weeks that's out. That's good. There so, you go. Yeah. That's that like so, two to four week time frame is usually a good bet. And you're a fast healer, so yeah. <laughs> it was. I I was. It's funny because I went to the hospital and saw the doctor, and he's like, "Okay, you're gonna have to take it easy for two to three months." Cool. <laughs> yeah, you're like, <laughs> I went. What? Nailing that one. Months? You mean you weeks? Serious? You mean hours? Also, he's way off on healing time. But that didn't make sense. Healing time well, period. I guess it depends. Unless, I mean, unless he thought he looked at you and he's like, I don't know if this guy's fit or not. But that's it's, it's possible. That is quite possible. It's like with that mustache, there's no way this guy actually rides bikes. He just hit. It. <laughs> it did not look like I could ride. That's for sure. But yeah, I don't know. It 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 still hurts, but it's not like holding me down anymore which yeah, is don't crash guys. that's good yeah. yeah so that's good so yeah. i don't know we'll have to see how it rolls out but i ended up having a a decent week a great week i made it on the lab lunch ride and it was is that hard it was actually as prescribed this what? week nobody blitzed out it was more or less an upper zone two ride that wasn't too difficult which was great uh, we had we had a good time. There's a lot of people there at it. There were no issues like we've had. We've had some like flat and yeah. mechanical issues, but that wasn't too bad. Um, that was great. I did not go to the flogging ride because I felt like that was going to be too much yeah. for me. That's smart. And so I didn't go to the flogging ride. I'm but sure, I, it was hard. I did do some work on the trainer. <laughs> I actually, I think I was going by the flogging ride on that Thursday, just back from cross-country practice or something like that, and it looked like there wasn't a huge showing. No, it was a little slow. I don't know what it's been. Yeah. Maybe you would have maybe been fine. I don't know. But I didn't go. So, <laughs> but I you, rode, you rode on your own instead. I, I actually did a workout on the trainer. 
which is who are you? Strange. I don't even know who you are yeah, anymore. It's like cross starts like this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh wait, maybe are you racing I, this weekend? I'm probably going to line up and see what happens. Just throw some elbows with them. Get the ribs out. It's not so much that. It's like tonight. This weekend's race has a long sand section. Oh, it's that at you Vancouver ha- Lake. It's at Vancouver Lake. Yeah, yeah. Hetmere. That's a good one. It is a it's a very cool course. Lot a lot of long power sections, which is great. Not real uh, complicated, uh, difficult stuff, except for the sand section. There's a sand section where y- you go. Uh, there's a very soft sand section that, if you are alone, is rideable. Right. Um, if you have the right it's along the beach line of the lake, it's not that part's always rideable. Oh, it's okay. getting down to yes. the beach because yeah. the sand is soft. Go. They always like go over that spot and just like hit. That's where all the photographers hang out. Yeah, yeah, it's a great spot to be. <laughs> if you want to watch OTB, you want to p- watch people go over the bars, you sit right there because you'll see it. Yeah. So. Um, what's interesting, there's a cross-country race there on Friday. Oh, wow. I don't See, this is what we've always talked about. Like we should have cross-country races in conjunction with cyclocross because it's basically the same course and you're going to. I'm guessing they'll be set. Oh, no, no. The race is on Sunday, not right. Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So there's a cross-country race on Friday. I'm guessing they will do course setup on Saturday after the cross-country race. Mm-hmm. And yep. then the race The cross-country race, Sunday. though, is... it's You know how there's like that little gravel path that just goes yes. out, and then you can take a left, and it goes to that like bridge out to the Correct. road? Yes. So it's, it's this big square, and that's it. Oh, and okay. So I'm, that, the second cross is totally different, right? Because that's like a whole bunch of windy stuff, and you guys go on that beach... So it is, it is a different course. But it goes down to the start of that single track section, but it doesn't go down that single track section. I think that my theory for like how to set up these weekends would be like have a cross-country race and then have a cyclocross race on that like course because you can map it out and almost have the same. I mean, you might have to tweak some things a little bit, make yeah. the cyclocross course a little windy, a little bit longer maybe. But I think you could do it. I think that could be like a really interesting. And you could you know, make a lot of money if you're trying to raise money or whatever. I'm guessing that there will be a big turnout for this race. It's yeah. the f- it's our first cyclocross race in the area. Uh, it's the first in the Harvest Cyclocross Series of the year. Um, it, we haven't had Hetmere for two years. Mm. I think that's right. I think we haven't had the last two years. And so... Has um, the dial team been been training on that course? Yeah, that's yes, where the, uh, the practices are. Yeah. yeah. So it should be should, should be, good. be interesting. So we'll see. You guys can swim in that lake afterwards with all the algae. Fantastic. Tastes good. Yes, cool off. A little bit Lap of E. coli. Bring it on. On the Columbia side, you're okay. The Vancouver it's Lake the side. Vancouver Lake. No, no, yeah. Do not do that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I rode a little bit there, and then we had a team ride on Saturday, which was just fantastic. We probably had 30 people that showed up. I think there was 31. Yeah. Wow. We did basically a uh, the rack, kind uh, of the, the rack um, metric. metric century mm-hmm. route. So it was roughly 60, 65 miles, something like that. Uh, no big climbs, but lots of rollers. And um, it it started off fast, but not like super spicy. And then the last uh, 10, 15 miles got a little. There was a section there in the middle by Ridgefield where it got Spicy. Like out in the country? Yeah. Yeah, like just south of Ridgefield before you get to, between Ridgefield and Philida. We went really easy until we got to that first regroup, which was about 10 miles, 12 miles or something like that. Yes. 
it was kind of refreshing because that's the first leg of the, the vlogging ride. And it was. It was like, oh, I feel so good right now. This is not <laughs> normal. It <laughs> just does not feel right. <laughs> but it's good. It was It was good. And then and then we went fast for a while. And, yep. and we still had a group of uh, 15, you know, in that front group, which was great until I got popped <laughs> not too long ago. But that was expected. So it was, it was a great, it was good <laughs> to have a bunch of people just come out and ride together and yep. be able to ride a little faster. We had a B group that uh, also rolled that day. It was it was just nice to have most of the a big chunk of the team out to ride together. Yep. So that's cool. It was fun. So yeah, that was me. I rode every day. Good job, dude. Broken. Wait, what did you do? You didn't say yesterday. You didn't talk about Sunday. I rode up to Multnomah Falls or not Multnomah Falls. I rode up to Crown Point. Crown Point. Yeah. Some photos. Did you hold your bike over your head? I did not. I was actually doing sweet spot intervals on the way, so I was trying to gauge my uphills yeah. at the right time, and then I was taking side roads, so it wasn't like a direct shot out there. So, so you're telling me you did a over glorified over under threshold, probably into VO2 on Saturday, and then Sunday did sweet spot. That's correct. My God, who is structuring your training? <laughs> because I because today will be this week will be a bit easier because it's I have a race on Sunday. On Sunday. But it's only forty five minutes. It's a forty five minute race. Short race. You gotta have that VO two and threshold. You're work. like the Tebow Pino of Vancouver. <laughs> Massive amount of quality work, but not seeming like the train's going into the right slots. It, it's it's actually um, it, it's it's not set up for this week's race. It's set up for like a race in like four weeks. No, no, no. Three hundred and sixty-five. Yeah. <laughs> well, technically, this is start of cyclocross. Wasn't this the was it the twenty twenty-two cyclocross season when we were joking we were... back in like twenty nineteen yeah. when you started that cyclocross? No, it plans? was supposed to be for last season. Oh, my bad. I'm a year yeah. late. Okay. <laughs> so and like I only made it halfway before plan. my <laughs> my back blew out. So anyway, it's still a big training block to make it halfway through that. It's all good. Cool. At my week, we did the gravel ride. That was fun until we had a teammate go down, oh, no. washed out, kind of got a nice little cut and whatnot, but I think he's okay otherwise. He is okay. Yeah. It did get a little infected and have to be opened back up and cleaned out. Okay. Ew. I need to follow up with him. Yep. <laughs> uh, Wednesday ride went well. We were really good about we making were. sure that we stayed on, on task there, and that was well played. Um, the Tuesday ride, though, the gravel ride, those are always a little spicy too. There's a lot of rollers and climbs and attacks and stuff like that. And I noticed that my right quad had like a little bit of a twinge in it, like a very, very, very mild strain, like maybe like a one or two out of a 10. I'm like, huh, that's odd. I'll have to keep an eye on that. Didn't even feel it on Wednesday when we did the ride, went out and did the flogging ride on Thursday. I'm like, oh, there that is again. And uh, it just progressively got worse and worse until the first half finish, put out a bunch of watts and kind of sustained that for a little bit. And like it, started talking back to me quite a bit. I'm like, that's not good. And Ugh. heading back on the, the leg back, um, it, it got to the point where I started pedaling squares and then had to sit up and kind of just soft pedal it for the most part at home. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. And I, we Friday ride, we did the Foghat ride. Again, nice and soft and easy. Could feel it there, but I'm like, I'm feeling good. Went out and did the ride on Saturday, the long team ride. Good for that first leg. Felt fine. Went and started getting a little spicy, and there was a point in time where I put out way too many watts going up a, a big roller, and again, it started to kind of talk back to me, but it didn't get to the point where I was like, it was a problem, but what I did notice is I had a little bit of discoloration on the inner part of my quad, which tells me a little bit of a muscle tear there, you so tore, that's... You tore a little something on that little, quad. A little something, something, so I took yesterday off and went and watched soccer instead, and anyway, that's just 
kind of sucky. I don't want to have to deal with that right now. So I'm hoping did, that it's going to be relatively minor. Did you go watch like the Timbers game or did you go watch your kids game? Um, I went and watched my daughter who plays for the Timbers. <laughs> oh, okay. I meant like the, yeah, the, the I, thought, Timbers. I, think, I think your kids went to the yeah, actual stadium. My youngest went to the Thorns game. And Thorns. They watched the Thorns know, play the, the, names. the San Diego Wave. You should know this, Matt. I know all this stuff. <laughs> I don't know this stuff. They went and watched the Wave. Did they have fun? They had a blast. Yeah. She went with my wife and one of her friends. They got three tickets gifted to them. So they went cool. and checked that out and had a blast and got to see some pretty big names. And it was uh, San Diego's in first place and Portland's in third. So it was a big yeah. matchup and San Diego won. So, yeah. Good weekend otherwise. So I'm going to go do something easy for my quad and try and stretch it a little bit more and then kind of ease into it this week and see what happens to see if I can maybe take, I guess, my gravel bike because I don't have another option to go race at Mirror on Sunday. It would be a good choice for that course. It would be, but I don't know if I can get on it if my quad's going to be tightening yeah. up. I feel like I always get hurt right before cyclocross season. I don't know what it is, but I don't know. We'll see. Spicy. Spicy. <laughs> now we're back. We, we need to go back to uh, Champ. champ. Oh, Bring it back in, Champ. Come back in from wherever you've been hiding. Champ, champ Bailey. Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey is here. Have you guys been watching the Vuelta? We are nine days into the Vuelta. Uh, it's about it's about half over the Tour of Spain. I've been ignoring. Was it today completely. a rest day? Because I got caught up to stage eight. I have not seen today. Yes, today was oh, a rest good. day. I'm all the way caught up. No, then. no, uh, no stage today. So Matt's, uh, not Matt. Evan's favorite just rider. Say Evan's oh, going right. to have to have some opinions oh, yeah. or feelings <laughs> yeah. on this. Just once his, again, eating humble pie over here. Just currently leading. I have, uh, a, I have a large humble pie. I'm slowly working through it over the years. And this, Roglic, this was a pretty... Roglic is doing well too, right? Is, or am I completely... Okay, so Remco Evanpool well. is yeah. currently in the lead. He extended okay. his lead yeah. yesterday. Yep. Um, he got he put like another minute He put some time into guys. guys. That climb was ridiculous. That that climb that they went, what, what was the name of that? I'm, I'm butchering I the name. I have no idea. Dang it. Okay, so the last climb on stage eight was like repeated pitches over 20%. Yes. I mean, it was a monster was of yeah. a climb, an absolute monster. Um, the, the winner, actually, so Remco, like Lance said, obviously crushed, but... The winner is a really cool story. Louis Meinke finally Louis got himself Meinke, yes. finally got himself a Grand Tour stage. I've been a big fan of his for a long time. Um, he also very openly battled with eating disorders and talked about that pretty prevalently in the Peloton. It surprised me. He's older than I thought he was. Now, he's been around for a while, and he was probably not going to get a contract this year. And then his team, um, oh, I forget the name of the team. If it says Intermarche, yeah, shout out to Intermarche, gave him a shot this year, like gambled on him and he's come out and I mean, obviously shown him that this, this is probably one of the toughest stages I think in any grand tour this year, just with how tough that climb was. So the fact that he gets a win on, on that day is huge. How about the, uh, Zwift guy who won two stages back to back? Let's go Jay Vine. (laughs) Jay Vine. He's gotta be a tank. That guy is he like is he like twenty two or twenty? He's not he's old. Young. He's not old. Yeah, but he, he's young. He went through the Zwift Academy yeah. and like a couple won years ago, two, the Zwift years ago. Academy, and yeah. so he got offered a contract. Yep. and he makes it to for the Alpha Vuelta for yep. Alphacin. He makes it to the Vuelta. He was in some classics this last yes. year too. Yeah, and he won two stages. This wow. is the same guy that we talked he about on the podcast. Legit. What? He, he's yeah. totally legit. Yeah. yeah, this is the same guy that. Um, 
use a bot to get the Tron bike that he used. Seriously? I think it's the same guy we've talked about on the podcast yeah. before. So he could use the, use the Tron bike the Tron in the bike championship in, race. In the championship race. Which I think, I, I don't, they, they, they knocked him out for that. They didn't give him, I mean, he like got DQ'd. But but who cares? But who cares? He just won the two well, stages. Well, yeah, he's a legit. Because Al Pacino Phoenix is going to look at that and be like, well, we saw his profile, his power yeah. profiles, and we really don't care if he cheated in his or not. Who cares? And that's... Well, I mean, he didn't well, really cheat. No, no. no in my right. opinion, I think that was fair. He just was trying to get He didn't the cheat in a race. Yeah. yeah. And he is, I mean, when it, it, it was, I know I was, I was debating with one of my buddies about this, where I, I, I always do agree with Lance. That there's like, power profiles only mean so much in road racing now in mountain biking they mean nothing yeah. but in road racing it's like there's so much more that goes into being a good road racer obviously but this dude's engine when you were watching Swift, you're like i don't care if this guy's never ridden his bike outside i'll teach him to ride a bike outside his 20 minute engine was insane yeah and he's a big dude who could climb like he's not that big is he he's he's very he's for compared he compared, compared to, to other, other climbers he tall. stands out he okay. he looks like bradley wiggins did when bradley was yeah. winning the tour it's like yes obviously bradley wiggins very lean but like was not your built club. Like, like Jay Vine could jump on the track and be a great right. one hour guy yeah. attempt one day if he wanted to. Like that's the size he is. He's not five eight and hundred and forty pounds. No, right. he's not he's not Egon Bernal. No. He's he's currently in the King of the Mountains jersey. He's in the Poco Dutch jersey. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. And he's leading that Where's he from again? Is he He's Australian. He's Australian. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. His quads too. Oh my God. When they're watching, just like they have the camera, I'm going up to climb. You just can't help but look at. It. You're like, this guy is carved out of stone. It's unbelievable. Wow. So we're halfway through the Giro. Remco Evenpool has a minute and twelve seconds on Enrique Mas. Yep. And almost two minutes on Primos Roglic. Yeah. It's still okay. I'll I'll, I'll still play devil's advocate. I, Remco will have a really bad day. One day in the tour, he's going to have, a, or in, in the Vuelta, he'll have a bad day. If Primos is consistent and plays his cards right, I think he can bridge that gap back up well, to Remco. It should be interesting to see what happens during the time trial. I think there's a yeah. time trial tomorrow. I think so. You I know what was cool that. about the Vuelta? They started with the team time trial. Yeah, right. I thought that was that awesome. Was cool. Which was very cool. Yeah. Which helmet is Roglic going to wear? The one that sits like on his, on his uh, sits way in the back, his, back of his, his head. His, his receding hairline helmet. Yes. <laughs> his, yeah. It's like how he used to wear baseball caps back in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not sure if Remco's going to. I think Remco actually still put time into Primos on the TT. I'm it's talking possible. about later into the mountains. I think he might struggle. Remco right now is, for the next four to five days, Remco looks like he is very fit. You still have the same Very opinion fair. on him as a person? Oh, he's a huge a hole. He is. He's a. He's a clown. And okay, I'm not the only one who says that. They even he's during the, he's they very even young. during the like mm -hmm. like during the broadcast we're talking about that. They're like, oh, this young Belgian. To be honest, most of Belgium really doesn't support this young man, but he's showing them <laughs> wrong right now. I was like, yeah, because he's an he's a clown. That's well, why. Yeah. Well, he was like, you know, named the next. Merks. Merks. He was going to be Belgian's next Eddie Merks, and then and then he too much pressure. He did some dumb so things. Is, so is everybody who rides fast in Belgium. No, unfortunately, <laughs> right, right. what a terrible country to be a good cyclist in. You're like, man, I can't wait to start Very my pro hard. career. They're like, you're the next Eddie. If you screw uh, up, we all hate you. <laughs> so you have to win everything, or we don't care. <laughs> it has been exciting race, and it's been fun to watch. Um, it's been on Peacock and on NBC right. or CNBC. So it's it's and it's, it's good coverage. And the and the commentators are Bob Roll and Christian Vanneveld, so it's actually good. it's it's good, good stuff, yeah. commentating. Love, love me some Bob Roll, yeah. So that's been fun. It's also been fun because 
I've been to a few of those cities that they rolled into. I did a hiking tour like 15 years ago through northern Spain. And so nice. I, I, I wonder s- if I was there at the same time as you. <laughs> it's it's possible. Yeah, you were in Spain too. In northern Spain. But you were down in Madrid. Well, I was well, in you northern were all Spain over. also. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. San Sebastian's like one of my favorite towns. We spent time in San Sebastian. It's an awesome, that's like my it, favorite place, right? It's like the little I still coastal town yep. with this little like medieval center. Yeah. It's a very cool little town. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's it's worth awesome. It's worth hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Bilbao, which is yep. also a very cool town yes. where there's that Guggenheim Museum. Guggenheim Museum, did that. And uh, LaGuardia, which is in the La Rioja area where this very famous wine comes from, which not I Not the airport. Not the airport. <laughs> But LaGuardia, it's like this walled city, like up on this. They, um, that's the stage that that Roglic won. Gotcha. With yep. that sh- with short, yep. steep pitch at uh-huh. the end, it ended cool. in this little town that was. You, hit, it's like this little walled city that's like up on this bluff. It was. It's very cool. We've he been gave, there as well. He gave a little tease that stage where oh, all of a sudden I thought I was like, oh yeah, Roglic. Roglic I'm is. Go get that. He's back. He's yeah. back. And I think, I think Roglic will pull this off. He'll be able. To, you think it'll still win? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I'd like to still sit here and say he's going to win. I think so. Yeah. It'd be cool to see because he's won it I just don't want to see three times. <laughs> would this be the third? This would be four. This, this would, would be, be four? four? Yeah, four. he's won it three times. Dang. So that would I be. I think Contador's won it the most. It's either Contador or... Um, no, I bet it's Contador. That would be my guess. Question. Contador won the Volta a lot. We also had our world championship mountain bike yeah. um, cross country in that was I don't not know, won by Tom Pidcock. S- Shockingly, so, so Pidcock I for sure he was going to. <laughs> he he was in it. He yep. wanted to. He he was going for it. Um, Pidcock ended up fourth, um, so he was close. Still just good just off the podium, he. Um, there was a couple of tech. It was a quite a technical course, like big. Like big rock gardens and and tricky stuff between trees and all this stuff and I and, couldn't have made it through a single lap. And Hidcock <laughs> just he just turfed it um a, like a couple of times on lap six and lap seven That's and just lost takes. enough time that he he yeah. missed the podium. It was won by Nino Scherter his tenth time. Yeah. Wow, he has won the world championships ten times. In I, I was looking up some bike. stuff on him. He's widely accepted as the best technical mountain bike rider. They said that that guy's capable of riding up the side of a wall. He's and amazing. Just, yeah, he's, he's a Swiss an, guy. He's an athlete on the bike. Yeah. Yeah. You watch ride. him move. He rides a BMC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he rides the BMC um, four stroke. Four stroke. Yeah. yeah, it's a great bicycle. But Actually, also, that guy could ride a BMX bike yeah. and probably like be in the top ten still. <laughs> still a pretty the amazing. women's side one. On a BMC too. Yes, uh, the women's side was <laughs> was won by Pauline Ferrand Provo. A yep, she's on a BMC. She's the French athlete on a BMC. Oh, she, I, I was going to say she was Swiss. I was like, Did I know. Swiss? No, no, but you know who was second? A Swiss. A Swiss. It was. <sighs> what's Swiss. her name? The. the I'm pretty sure Switzerland has great mountain biking, White. so it doesn't surprise me. That there's a lot of good Swiss. Yolanda Neff was second, Yolanda, yeah. and. Third place, American Haley Batten. Nice. Oh wow. Yeah. So nice. very exciting for for that to happen. Very so, cool. Very American cool. made the podium in the World Championships. Uh, mm-hmm. In the short track, there was short track race, and the defending world champion was um, American. What's his name? Why can't I think of it right now? Come on, Lance. I'm in big I trouble, mean, champ. But he what are we talking about? he uh, the the world short track. Uh, was Lachlan? No, no, no. Lachlan no. wasn't over there. No, the American. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna blow it. 
Anyway, he was on the uh, he was he was even with the guy in the lead, and in one of the rock gardens with like two hundred meters to go, he turfed it and oh. like had to walk his bike in. Oh, he like broke the bike. <laughs> he just he just like crashed so hard he didn't make it. Ow. What's what's his name? I'm looking it up. Hold on. Everyone that's listening <laughs> why, to the podcast. Why can't is I not like, think of it? While they're, going, on, it's... While, while, while they're going, real quick, Matt, in triathlon in Bergen, Norway, there was a World Cup oh, yeah. race, okay. actually. And the Norwegians did not win, actually. That, that's news when it is. the Norwegians. That's the only way it's win. news. Christian Blumenfeld still had a great race. He was in second, but did get out sprinted by a Frenchman, Koenigs, who's very, very fast right now. Yep. Do you think that he's because he's young, right? You think he's like the next big yeah. thing? Uh, Koenix, Koenix like has been quick for a little bit. I'm not sure if he's quite that next level speed, but we'll see. We'll see. He's 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 going to be a threat for for. I feel like France needs France needs someone. They do because Vincent is Vincent. I haven't seen what he's been up to lately. I haven't either. I think he's going to be doing Super League coming up. I hope he okay. stays on the gas and you know. You can only be so he fast and short. Dominated in for short like a course, couple you years. can only be so fast for so like a long. A couple years is yeah. like the most. He probably needs to start transferring over to long course here soon. He but. should be, yeah. Yeah. I just think you, you got like a four or five year window, unless you're Mario Mola, who somehow held on for a long time. But like, true. usually you got like a four or five year window, and that's like, all right, this is really hard racing. You need to. Well, I wonder if there's enough money from the PTO to draw some of those guys. I think in. there will that be. That seems to be the case. I think there will be. We also had an American. Christopher Blevins. Christopher Blevins. Christopher Blevins. Okay. There you go. Don't know why I couldn't come up with that name. I was going to help you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're mountain bike pros over here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You have to, he, Evan has kind of done a mountain bike race. Look at his shirt. <laughs> I have the shirt from the race I did half of. <laughs> Do we need to put a piece of tape on there? Cross out the 100 foot 50. Yeah, put out the 150. <laughs> I was talking with, uh, no, no, I was talking with David about wearing it. I was like, sure, am I allowed to wear this shirt? He's like, ah, yeah, I think so. I'm like, I don't feel good wearing this in public. I'm just going to wear it to maybe just the, the podcast. Pub, just to where I'm not being <laughs> not filmed. In, not in the <laughs> public. <laughs> not in public. Just yeah, give, me a, give me a Sharpie. I'm going to fix that thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. There's the, the, the first person, how about this? The first person on our, on our dial team that goes and does the full Telluride 100, I will, I will gift you this shirt. You get the shirt. Ooh, I'll give it really. I, I really, think they'll I'll have their that. own shirt at that point, Evan. I'll, I'll give you an extra <laughs> shirt. You get two of those shirts. It's never, it's never bad to have two two shirts after doing a hundred mile ride. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Anything else? I don't think so. Cool. I'm sure I've missed several things that people <laughs> probably remind me of. Probably. Good times. Good times. Well, boys, you guys want to do a little bit of uh, that hot seats? No, you know what. As we promised last week, we're going to do a Patreon drawing. Patreon drawing. We're going to, yeah, I think, Lance, you want to talk about what the Patreon drawing is going to be for this week? Uh, the Patreon drawing for this week is the uh, the Beef Mountains poster uh, made by uh, Dylan Wiggins last week, which was very cool. He, it was incredible. It was the cover made. art for the podcast last week, if you're looking at the thumbnails. It was amazing. Yeah. Yep. Did you see a picture? You, you can see this picture. It's amazing. Yeah. It's the, it's it's hanging up uh, in the in the lab here. Okay, good. Near the bathroom, just in case. You <laughs> if you want to come swing by the lab and check out all the posters there. All right, so go ahead and shake them up really, really good. I'm shaking it up. All of the Patreons in there. Evan, pick one. No, pick one. Yeah, pick. There you go. Pick one out. Perfect. All right, drum roll, please. Who's who, the winner? Who is the winner here? Evan's got a mouthful of like potato chips and perfect. All right, there we go. <coughs> 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 
<laughs> the Beef Mountain Booster is going to Beef Mountains. Oh, Mike Guyvan. Mike Guyvan. Winner of the Beef Mountains poster. And newest, latest, and greatest Patreon. Also the latest Patreon. That was he, completely uh, fair. Yeah. It was, it the was in there with show. all the other ones. So it it was, was in here. I chose it, too. I didn't know the history here. Mike, you were very <laughs> we lucky. Noticed, yeah. Congratulations, Mike Guyvan. Get yourself I'll a Beef Mountains poster. Very fitting. Winner's bag. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, if you're interested in becoming a patron to get in the drawing, we've got a few more of these posters to give away. You can go to dialpodcast.com and click on the Patreon link and go there and choose a patron that works best for you. We would really greatly appreciate the support. It helps keep this little dog and pony show going forward, yes, right? Yes, Very cool. Very cool. All right. Let's um, let's kick on. Now We're gonna... we move into something a little warmer, maybe a little hotter. Ooh, yeah. So hot. You got to listen naked. Let me take my pants off. It's going to be hot. <laughs> So hot, you gotta listen naked. Mike and Dow, what's hot? Hot seat, guys. I can't. I can't really seat. call it that hot because my question's not very difficult. Uh, it's not that difficult. It's not that it's not intense. It's not gonna make you sweat. That's hot. That's hot. It's hot. I'm already hot. sweating because it's a little warm, it's a little in, warm here. in here. <laughs> you want to kick us off, Matt? Yes. You want to go first? Yes. Hold on. That's hot. That's really hot. That's hot. That you want to go first? As right, the hot good. weather begins to elude us and we move into winter cycling no stage. No way, dude. It's going to be 97 degrees here tomorrow. You're killing, tomorrow. you're killing my question, here, Jake. You're not, you're not helping my point. You're talking about crappy weather and I don't want to talk what about What kind of Zwift features would you guys like to see in the near future? Let's say the next month or two when they kind of gear up to post some new releases for the winter training season. Can I go first? Go ahead. I want to see more autonomy for us to be able to better construct team or group related activities. I want to be able to set up my own race. I want to be able to have more control over the rides. I want to be able to set up different things that you see sometimes happen some places, but I don't know. I just feel like the, the, the group component has been slowly rolled out over the course yep. of time. Too slow. <laughs> they've, they've, they haven't invested enough in that. And that's, um, that's something that we use all the time. I think it's got a huge, tremendous amount of value there. And I think that they need to give us more abilities to do more things so that we can want to keep people around because there's going to be a strong push from folks to want to go to RGT because they think it's a better experience there for group okay. stuff. So do you think, okay, is there an option to do this right now? Because mine was going to be something I'm not sure if you can actually do. If you make your own group ride, can you create a route that goes from like a couple different worlds or do you have to choose? See, that's yeah. what I don't like. One yeah. specific world. I wish I could do like Santa Sequoia's and then randomly go up Alp to Zwift if I wanted with a group instead of always having to choose like whatever fire nice or whatever they, the heck they call it or I something I feel like, like they that. should do that and the way they would do it is you should be able to construct like your own magic portal thing that takes you to a different world which then you could have a little bit of a loading screen yeah. if they need to because you have to load a whole new world into the you know, computer system, yeah. but they could but, do it. But like, if you wanted to ride up out to Zwift, yeah. you have to do- You have to choose a route yeah. that does yeah. it. Yeah. Which is Once fire and ice, and there's yeah. like a 15, 10 mile yeah. lead yeah. into it, right? I don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, It'd be cool to like be able to design your route. That's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like a design your route option. Also, making the team jersey just way easier to get. Why yeah. is that so hard? Yep. Why they is used Zwift to do it way back in the day. Like ODZ, for instance. I mean, yeah. there were- probably still are one of the biggest teams on there. And when they first got things going, they submitted their artwork and Swift made the sh shirts for them. And now when you go on there, you can put in a certain code and you can wear an O2Z kit. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. It'd be kind of nice to have that capacity. I and mean, can't imagine that it'd be too terribly to difficult. Like a create your own player thing. You remember like Madden back in the day, you yeah. just make your own players, just make yeah. like, you can kind of just like, Hey, here's a letter. You put it, there's the C right there. DC orange. Boom. There you go. You got a kid. 
without yeah. having to go through like a submission process or anything. Kit, kit and design design your own routes. Mm-hmm. Better yeah. better club features. Better club features, yeah, for group rides group for rides. sure. Lance, Lance, you got anything? I have no idea you what know. I would ask for. It's funny because you're the only person that's ridden indoors here. I, well, I'm pretty oh, sure I'm right 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 plenty indoors. Yeah. Again, you guys are killing me. I got. I'm trying to make a point. Lo- I'm trying to make a point here. Okay, with, you with racing, lifter. with racing, I will say they need the the racing is ridiculous. It's like we we need to make the racing more approachable. You should not be able to start clipped in at 800 watts to start that you should not be having to go to zone 12 to start, to start a, a race. race they all start like they that. all do and it drives me nuts like my god can we all just agree everybody we're just gonna ramp up real nice and slow how about because that's how you know i don't know a real bike race goes unless you're like getting a whole shot in short track which is basically every zwift race is the combination between short track and an actual road race effort it's well even a crit they those 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 can jack right off. That's not how I started, Chris. Whoa. You heard the man. Ice cream sandwiches. Ice cream sandwiches. I'm not sure where that came from. I mean, they start fast. I can't. First off, Lance, I've raced many a crit in my day, and I can promise you I've never started one fast. Also, probably why I've never won a crit. Maybe why I've won a crit. What if they had a feature in there, though, if you were displaying any watts at all, that it would, like, lock your trainer up? As soon as they yeah. pull the gun and they, you get like yeah. a penalty you for like five seconds until or something. The actual thing yeah. goes. Lock, like how, I don't know how the computer would like lock up your trainer. Oh, well, my be, trainer's locked up on the before. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what we call a bug. Just yeah. us walking, thinking, yeah. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. I got some suggestions. Lance, thanks Go for, for nothing. What's yours? I, I don't have a lot to say because I have, I know things that are coming. So I don't want to be like, oh, here we go. Uh, but I, I agree with your suggestions. I, I know th- one of the things you're talking about. You know, one of the things say, they, yeah. they did recently was they added more um, pacer bots. Yes. Like, there's more options pacer bots for are pacer very bots. Popular. Yeah. Which, which I thought was cool until w- what they did is because they added so many more levels of pacer bots, all mm-hmm. the pacer groups are much smaller now. Yeah. Which I think is good because, okay, so right now, like, pacer bot D is, like, the most popular still. And so... Yeah, I think that they're aware of that situation of like where pacer bots are popular. There could be five or six hundred people in a pacer group. Pacer bot A is insane. Yeah, and there's pacer only like so hard. There's like four people yeah, with yeah, pacer bot Yeah, there's like no drafting, and I'm like all of your weight does that right now. <laughs> does that bother you though that the pacer bots are rolling on some of these flat courses and people are going out there and they're riding for an hour and they're getting like yeah, 27 miles? Yeah. I'm like, they're getting dude, you're, crazy. It just kind of inflates like your roll. And then I don't really care about that, but then you've got that same person at the end of the year chest pounding saying, "Yeah, I rode I 10, 10,000 so miles, miles yeah. but." They yeah. did it in like 400 hours. Oh, cause we, it's like, cause, come on. Because we talked about this. If I, so, and and I'm very aware of this. So if I do, the, the one reason I really do like the trainer, one is because I can do other work things during while I'm on there. But also too, just for me as a pure time trialist, it's just pressure on the pedals the entire time, oh, yeah. which is what I need in my training, which yep. is great. But I look at my end of year, and I think Jake, we even talked about this. If I was to average a ride 20 miles an hour in Swift, that's like an 18 to 18 and a half mile an hour ride outside. Yeah. So like, if you're thinking a, a mile less per hour yeah. of your year, that's how I calculate. So it's like 500 miles less by the end of the year. Yeah. What do you 600 do though? Miles you, less. you don't ride with pacer bots, do you? Um, every once in a while, if they come flying they by come me, through, I'll actually make on. an interval out of it to like, but hopping on is like, for me, that's like a seven watt per kilo effort for like yeah. a minute because they're 
flying at that point if yeah, it's like right. 50 people in that group. Just got to find the right group that comes You have through. to kind yeah. of pay attention because if, yeah, if, if, you you, if you tail off, well, not only not only if jumping on. Yeah, you but can't if, tail off. But if you gone. tail off, it is, it is effort. The, the, the B group is very difficult to get back on it if is. you tail off. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> if you moving. lose the draft, oh my, it is it's so big. It's yeah. so hard to get back on. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that they need to adjust some of their data, some algorithms of their metrics or algorithms, yeah. whatever that is that they're using to maybe make it a little bit more real life or real world like? Not so much. I of think a draft. they're always yeah. adjusting that drafting algorithm. I feel like that's one of the spots where they're always tweaking. And I don't know if they're always tweaking it for the better or worse because they're kind of like, we're closer to real life. We're closer to real life. But when you, and if you had a Peloton that big in real life, You'd be it, you would be moving yeah, really be fast. Moving. That's very true. I have a question for you about Zwift. Person group's yep. gonna be flying. Would Zwift be a better thing if they got rid of all of the power-ups? No power-ups. Zero power-ups. I would like that. I would like that. I mean, you away. don't get that in real life. And I know that they're trying to gamify it a little bit, but I mean, do I, I need like, to have... I like the power-ups. Something. Oh, I want them to go away. You like them? <sighs> I mean... Sometimes. I mean, I think it's kind of like something to do in the they game. They absolutely make a difference in the races. Yeah, they, oh, they 100% sure. sure. I'd love to see if just... You're, if you're hitting a spicy climb, like if you're doing the hilly route in oh, a yeah. race and you don't have the feather power-up, you're gone. Or yeah, you're having you to put out some insane effort the day, to stay with them. kind of luck of the draw in terms of what oh, you get. 100%, yeah. You know, and if you don't get that yeah. and you're doing a race and someone else does get that and you guys, you, you would normally beat them and they've got the power-up, then yeah. hang on, there, there goes that. So. That's why you don't take it too seriously. Me and Josh this year are actually going to, our winner training bike block is going to be Zwift racing. So we're going to do Zwift racing together. Like on his, he's doing like that F3 team mm -hmm. wherever I'm going to jump into those same races. Cool. Which means I will get absolutely shattered in those because my training is definitely not reflected. Whatever the heck is with, I, I wouldn't even know how to describe it. So like how do I get ready for a Zwift race? I'm like, Don't know. carve your top end as much as you humanly can. Cause it's, it's insane. Yeah. Okay. And what else you got there, Matt, for that one? So what's coming down the pike, Matt? We'll find out. Can you, know. can you tell? No. You have insider info? Yes. But he can't say anything. Really? That's in cahoots with Zwift now? Suck. Yeah. <laughs> Zwifty. <laughs> no, I just, I'm just, you know, I, I'm always curious. Like, I like Zwift. We use it through throughout the winter, and it's good, and I need to get better at it. It's always been one of those things where it's like, I'm not good at Zwifting. Like, I get on there, and I'm like, why does this hurt to do 100 to 150 watts? Like, this is ridiculous. And then I go on the road, and it's like, I'm fine at 200. Yeah. I don't understand how I'm so bad at Zwift. So I just, and I've always been like, I don't like dealing with traffic. I definitely think that Zwift is something that I should like devote some time to try to get better to it. And to this day, I'm still horrible at Zwift. Hmm. So. Will Zwift be integrating in a Discord-like feature maybe? Are you yeah. allowed to say? I Not that I'm aware of. That would be cool too. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, that's I another don't, point. Yeah. That would be I'm really, like that would be a great feature. That would yeah. be a great feature. That's what we, yeah. and we've talked about that. I, I yeah. think that we as a podcast have asked, like, oh, what and then maybe you could even like silence it during races to just your team and stuff like that because they oh, really only be have cool. the general message board yeah. on there, which everybody, they, you, you know, if you're like, hey, team, let's attack now, you're like, okay, well, that guy just said it there. I feel so like they could integrate that into their companion tool. Like yeah. That, yep. that, that, yeah. companion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a such a, and we've talked about that on this podcast. We've like, needs to have voice like voice needs to come into Zwift yep. somewhere that's a great idea they could literally make the racing kind of reflect how a peloton would Team work with, it'd be cool yeah radios. exactly you, you, yeah. you got your radio yeah maybe instead cool. of power-ups they have a hand like yeah. you you got to take a nutrition your Zwift <laughs> got you got to time your nutrition right you're like oh no you're bonking beer hand ups <laughs> yeah Evan you Zwifted this past week take right? your amphetamines <laughs> yeah that's exactly that should be what it is
Did you Zwift this past weekend? Oh, yeah. Oh, Matt, when was the last time you jumped yeah. on Zwift? Oh, it's been a long time since uh, I've Before I got like, here, like when? I jumped on Zwift. Um, I bet you, I, I will just take a guess and say three months ago. Okay. And Lance was on Zwift this past this week. week. How about you? You went on Zwift, didn't you, recently? No. I haven't been on Zwift since the first week of May. I'm still paying for Zwift, I think, So too. am I. I <laughs> should have turned that off. But if I turn that off, then my it, kids have accounts and... Yep. I'm you lose all that may stuff. May or may not have somebody else in the household using one of those accounts. So we had a big block of rain at the beginning of the summer. Yeah. So I bet you all of us were using it at that point. I, Even Lance. I didn't. I was. Last. I left town. Yeah, you did. You just picked up and go. <laughs> I just left. Cool. It's a good <laughs> question, Matt. I like that one. Rain. All right. Get out. Evan. Question. Yes. Get a hot seat. All right. Will Remco? No. <laughs> <laughs> Will Remco Evanpole in his career win a Tour de France and a classic, a spring classic? A hot one. Through his whole career, we will, will he win a grand one tour? of each? No, not, not a grand tour. The Tour de France oh. and a spring classic. No. No. Yes. There you Ooh. go. Good answer. I, I, I think chances are yes. I will agree with Lance and say well, okay, whoa. Okay. Yes. He's and I hate, me, I hate him more than anybody in the peloton by a lot. Okay, but, but here yes. here's the thing about the Tour de France. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, Remco is young and he has an engine and he yeah. can race, but so is Tade. Tade. And yeah, so that's true. They're, they're also and young. Vingago. And Vingago. Those guys. Yeah. Vingago's 28. Egon is back. Egon is back. And yeah. yes. So there's, oh. there's is like. Is Egon doing well? Is he uh, fit? Is, been, he, I mean, like, is he back? But like Chris, Froome, back. Chris Froome's back too. I mean, he's, he's, small Chris Froome is back. at the Vuelta getting dropped off. Chris Froome is 27 years older than Egon Bernal, though. That's so that's <laughs> yeah. He's just, actually, there. he's his grandfather. Yes. Yes, so, I'm pretty sure. It's a relation there. But the, the talk against Remco is that there's there's five other guys there's that are all his really age right yep. now that they're all going to be competing unless somebody I don't, I, I don't think you I don't think you win the tour unless you have the team backing you. And I right now, he did. He he's does not at this moment, out. but he's on a team that has money. Quick, That's true. Quick Step has, I think, the financial means to build a team around him. If he wins this Vuelta, they will be looking at the next two to three years mm-hmm. and say, "What's the year we're going to build him yeah. up for the tour?" Because they because they, they even tried to support Al Philippe to win the tour, and yep. now they're looking at a guy where they're like, "Don't get me wrong, no disrespect, to Al Philippe, one of the greatest racers of this generation." He is a good racer. You're now looking at Remco, and you're like, uh, "This is the guy that can actually win the tour." Hey, how cool yeah. has it been to watch? Alaphilippe has been yeah. working for mm-hmm. Remco. Yeah. He's been drilling it to the bottom of the final yeah. climb nice every work. day, trying to lead out Remco. It's been cool. Yeah. How many years are left on um, Alaphilippe's contract? He's, well, that's a great question. He seems like he's got to be getting older, right? Yeah, he's I mean, still he's got not some young, years. But, but, but if Valverde showed us anything, you can you can be at Alaphilippe for a long time. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. if they keep him around because I'm sure he's a pretty hefty f- paycheck. I mean, he's going to he be is. a great domestic. I, so is Remco. Remco and him are gobbling think, up a lot of money. I think he's worth it. So is Jakobsen. Jakobsen's grabbing a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, that's too. true. I don't think that they have. They may have a big budget, but that's still tricky to balance all of that. But you can still build a really good. <laughs> tour team around not cri- if you want to win classics i think is actually the more expensive yeah. teams because i'll be i mean like gotta- dudes winning one days and world championship contenders those guys cost money getting like a sep cuss i actually don't think is that expensive yeah you're probably right. comparatively yeah yeah because yeah. because all you need is a guy that's you like think just barely not good enough to win the grand tours and be like hey man you know you're lucky you get a spot on our team yeah here. do you yeah. think alaphilippe would be 
okay with being not the guy yeah. and just because I mean he can still be the classics if, guy if Remco wins the Vuelta this year by a mark because think about it, if Remco wins the Vuelta by a margin right now he just beat Roglic so gonna, you can look at him and say all right it's Tade Remco and Vingago for the next couple of years yeah. and I'll roll the dice and say Remco one of these tours is going to slip in and win one and I do think Remco has the ability to win a classics too yeah he's got to have teammates that like him though yeah, and he's also Belgian, so he's going to have to win a classic. Yeah, Belgium won't care if he doesn't win a classic. Alaphilippe uh, signed a three-year extension last year for Quick Step, okay. so he's got okay. two more years. Yeah. On It'll Quick be interesting Step. to see what happens next year. That will be because if he does really well in this race, there's yep. going to be pressure for the tour next time. What if Porsep like leaves Jumbo Visma? Like, I'm going to go to a team that's going to support me, and then he goes to Quick Step, and they're like, uh, "How about you work for Remco?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess I mean, the Sepp, price is fantastic, but it's the same problem. Yeah, he, he. Well, how old is Sep? He's like twenty six or same age. I, I don't think that Sep has shown that he can time trial. I I don't think that he's shown that ability. Yeah, is but he, Remco is can he, time trial. Is his contract up? Sep Sepkus. I don't. I think he's around for a while, right? I think he signed an extension. Yeah. yeah, I think he likes the team. I think he's sticking there. It's done great for his development. I and think. I mean, if he's making enough money to where he's like, you know what? Because really, if you okay. think about it, I would. I'd almost rather be a lieutenant two more than the GC guy. The GC guy is not fun. You're a monk for your entire, like that yeah. is not a fun existence. Being the lieutenant guy, you get to kind of maybe have a bad day or two and then still like. I'll turn you loose for a stage glory. or two. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Being a George Hancappy is better than being a Lance Armstrong. Yeah. That'd be my opinion. I'd rather be George. <laughs> everybody <laughs> likes George. Everybody likes George. And nobody likes nobody Lance. Nobody likes Lance. Yeah. Every, every, everybody loves Alaphilippe. Now nobody likes Remco. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. that's right. How old do you think Alaphilippe is? 31. Um, 36, like old, maybe 34, 29, 34. He's 29. Ooh, wow. I thought he was young. I thought he was you much nailed older. nailed that one on the dot. <laughs> 29. I knew, I knew he wasn't as old so as he's got. A, he's yeah. got some years. Of yep. Yeah. He, he's got another decade of good solid and, racing. And he can do, he can, he can race a lot he can of do different everything. stuff. Did he shave yeah. off his goatee? He did. Everybody's like, wait, who's this guy? Yeah. We'll never find a new guy in the peloton. Yeah. Super arrow now. Very cool. Okay. Next question. Lance Epler. Okay, um, we are almost through our summer riding series uh, season here in the Northwest. What has been your favorite piece of summer cycling gear equipment? Oh, that's not, not the direction I thought you were going to go. <laughs> what did you think are, I was going to say? I thought you were going to say your favorite cycling experience during the summer. Now I got to think gear. Oh, God. Okay. Well, it's clearly over the bars at... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right. I really it's like the mountain bike I bought to go over the bars. <laughs> I with. like that jersey that you threw up on. That's a beautiful there's, piece of kit. Wait, mm-hmm. which one? There's so, <laughs> there's yeah, so many of those. Of those. Uh, I will start by saying the new Varia radar with the camera attachment. I think that's a good piece of kit. That's pretty cool. I like I, it too. My Varia camera did catch my slow speed um Rib breaking, oh, uh, nice <laughs> video, but it's Crunch. so embarrassing. I haven't, I haven't released it to uh, to, to my public <laughs> yet because it's so embarrassing. Oh. Your publisher's holding that in the in the vault. <laughs> We're waiting for a bigger offer. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Um, for me, I, this is going to sound really weird. I, I really like those new gravel bibs that we are getting. The team gravel oh, bibs from Corey. Yeah. Those. 
Those have been fantastic. They are nice. <laughs> they got four extra pockets on them. Yeah. yeah. I just, uh, my favorite bibs now are ones that have the cargo pockets on them. I mean, granted, you can't see them, so you can still wear them as like a, a you know, a standard piece of like race kit and not have to worry about the, the downside. And you wear those on the road too all the time, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the go to. It's not for, like you're saving those for gravel rides or for someone with supposed to be for. a couple really bad shoulders. It, it gets hard to get back there in yeah. your jersey pocket sometimes. It's nice just to be able to grab your phone down there or keep some food in there or whatnot. It's just super easy to get to get to for me the only time i haven't worn those is in a race situation mm-hmm. where like i'm not taking my phone yep. i have nothing in my pockets i'm just racing and yep. then i don't wear those every other time yep. i wear them i have several of them and i only have one set of the the standard issued team race bibs and i use them just like you said yeah. i would use those for cyclocross because i don't have a cross kit i would use them for a crit or a road race i did donate a pair to the uh to the forest when we were up at Timothy Lake <laughs> of those gravel bibs. There's you think it would be because you like pooped in them and then you had to like throw them into the woods. <laughs> throw them into but the woods. No, it you just drove off with them. I just they were hanging on the hanger on the on the ladder of the back of the van. Do you know van how bad I just you'd have to off. poop your bibs for the better option to be? I'm just gonna walk around naked. Wow, that's be pretty bad. Like, that's what you're choosing between. Is like. <laughs> <laughs> nudity, and nudity, and nudity, nudity out it. Nudity is more legal than what I just did to these bibs. <laughs> if, you're at, if you're at Mount Hood, though, the Mount Hood, there's a lot of nudity. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah there, there could be. Yeah, you are in the Pacific be. Northwest. That's just That's the true. thing. What about you, Evan? I would say um, my new aero skis for oh. this year. My, the, the Speed Shop 51s, yep. I think, that I got yep. and have angled them up to where I feel like I am in a spaceship every single time I jump on my time trial bike now. Wow. It's they are. Are you talking about the, arm, the armrest yeah. things? So so the, 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 the little aero skis have allowed me to get an angle, and then Josh Sutton was able to put a wedge in to move my aero pads. Same aero pads. It's the skis that are different, though. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, arrow handlebars. It's, arrow it's handlebars. much yeah. more of that praying mantis. Of, I don't know if you've heard like that yes. as a style of yeah. where your your arms, are, arms aren't parallel to the ground. They're yeah. like way up, they're 40, like, almost forty five, almost forty five up. Yeah. Yeah. and that's yeah. just as arrow, or it's more that, arrow. It's more, faster. It's more. It, well, it depends on the person. Some it people does. flat is is better, but a lot of yeah. people the praying mantis position. I have, I have liked it. My my head is touching my water bottle now. So watch out for buses and mm-hmm. other things. But yeah, yes, like, is it <laughs> is it a little harder to control the bike yes. with them up um, there? Yeah, it's it's definitely a. I was I was talking with somebody about this recently who was like, he he was mentioning to me, he's like, yeah, man, I'd love to like. He he has good power profiles, and he's like, yeah, man, I'd love to just like get on a TT bike and fly. And I'm like, dude, it takes it like like I have pure respect for mountain biking. Where like I don't care what my power profile is, I suck as a mountain biker. But roadies need to remember, like, you don't just jump on a time trial bike and you're fast. It takes years to be able to develop into these positions. Like, yeah. one, your power is going to suck, and then because you kink your femoral artery. So yeah. it's literally like the equivalent of blood flow restriction riding, basically. And also, it is not a comfortable position until you train. Like, there are way different muscle groups you got to train. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that come in and they'll see a time trial bike and like, oh, I want one of those. <laughs> that, that, that looks like a really fun, fast, cool-looking bike. And they... they Automatically think because you can rest your arms on something that that's more, more comfortable. comfortable. I'm like, yeah. nope, no, it's a hundred percent the like, opposite. You're knocking like that bike. Five no. minutes later, you're gonna be like, get this thing away from me. I yeah. never want to touch one again. And the, and the handling is very different. Yeah, so yeah. now the handling for me has even changed. Being in the Prime Mantis, it's a very different motor pattern I have to use to handle. Sure. I, I love it now. Like actually, I feel more comfortable in it than I did before. But it took me like a month. To, you had to, to work at it to yeah. get oh, yeah. more comfortable at it. Yeah, or yep. as comfortable. Did at you it. change your bike that's on the trainer? The specialized. You need to. 
I, I do need to change that. I need to flip those skis. Yeah. I need to flip them. Yep. You can, you can do that. I'm sure. Yeah. Easy. Find something. I need to, I need to do that actually probably this week. So yours was the radar. Mine was the bibs. Yours are skis. What was yours, Lance? I haven't said yet. Then say it. Let's go. <laughs> what you got? Um, I am a sweaty, nasty man. <laughs> no surprise there. And um, is this a Downy Pods commercial? No, <laughs> I, I've been wearing that Velo. Oh, yeah. the Halo. The Velo. The Halo headband thing that. that has the strip. And I didn't. I didn't wear it for several years because I thought it looked dorky. Mm-hmm. So you've thought of looked like a dork all the years that I've known uh-huh. you. So yeah, you're telling okay. me that <laughs> that the look was was good. I'm like, I don't want to wear this stupid headband or underneath my helmet. It's gonna be. And then you wear it, and you're like, oh, the sweat is not dripping off my forehead into my glasses, which is yep. a major yes. problem. Every every climb that I do, I pull my glasses off and put them on my yeah. helmet because I just rather not have the sweat drip on them. Yep. With that thing, it cuts it down dramatically, and so. I don't care that I yeah. look as dorky as Jake. I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> it's so ridiculous because like then your your glasses are all grimy and gross, and you can't see Seems through them. Yeah. And you're like, Correct. this sucks. Yeah, and Sweat it's every every ride over whatever it is, 40, 50 miles. You're like, this 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 sucks. These glasses are trash. Yes, yeah. I need yeah. to like I need to like clean them. You have to grab a water bottle, like yeah. try to wash them off. And you oh, can't okay. drive because your kit's soaking wet and it just strips yeah. everywhere. Yeah. That's been because I'll always like you know handlebar hands off the handlebars, take the glasses off, trying to use my sk- kit that's like Jersey. attached to me basically. Yep. Yeah. And I wipe them. And I was like, that made it worse, worse. because yep. my kit is soaking wet now. Like, Someone needs to come up with a solution. Like, and for we're not that. cleaning these. your glasses while riding. Yeah, that's a million dollar idea right there. Get on Copyright it. It's mine. Yes. I own it. You've you got to have something first. dry, and I and that's yeah. just hard to have something dry fifty miles in. Yeah. We need to start riding with a little feather bandanas, you know, like in our little uh, pocket, you know, like you have your little mm-hmm. napkin there. Mm-hmm. We need to have a dry one, a, oh, one, yeah. a perma handkerchief. drive, a handkerchief. <laughs> I, I keep one in my pocket all the, at all times, <laughs> except at the moment. There's none uh, in there. Not today. That's why I'm just sweaty I do, all I do the time. Your sweaty. So sweaty. <laughs> this handkerchief's completely soaked. <laughs> okay, so that was Jake's question. That was my question. That was your question. question. Jake's What's question. Jake's question? Okay, Jake's question is going to be a choose your own adventure. Ooh. You guys get to pick one of three. First one. Okay. Are e-bikes taking over the world? Second one, what is your favorite piece of kit going into the winter time that you're looking to get? Ooh, that complements the last question. Well, and, and the last one is, how do you guys test your tires and determine what stays on your bike? Oh. So, can we answer all of them? I, do we have time? No, no, that's not how choose your adventure books work. Did you ever read one of these as a kid? We can do all of them. But, but we'll did you go back and read the adventure and do a different direction? No, I did it. Honestly, I followed the rules, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If I died on page 12, it was over. That which, was it. Over. which one do you for sure want to do? Well, See how care. fast we can go. E-bikes. E-bikes? We can be quick on this. Yeah, I think okay. e-bikes are volume-wise, they are taking over the world. Okay. They have outpaced the sales of regular bikes. That's amazing. That is, it's bonkers. And they, they definitely attract a bigger audience yes. because yep. it's not just the cyclists or the people the commuters yes it's, it's not commuters. just commuters it's also grandma and yeah. grandpa yep. and yep. and anybody else who wants to get some exercise outside but doesn't want to run because their Achilles might explode on them everyone I see riding one I'm like good on you yes yeah. exactly yep. so it, it just it appeals to a broader audience so do I get yeah. to be devil's advocate for a second sure go for it yes they're taking over the world and it makes me very sad mm. Because I think we are seeing first world Western society 
continue this path down but being soft. I just don't think it's going to, I just, they're not it, selling in Kenya. You still got old people running in Kenya. But that same person is likely going to be sitting on their couch or behind a computer yeah. and doing they nothing. Are. And now they're going outside and what they're going to advocate for cyclists. And what is it going to do? What is it going to do for bike lanes? That's my question. Is it going to be good? Yes. Is it going to be, be good? Is it going to be good for More the people on the road for the bikes versus cars, which is probably one of the biggest issues in cycling. I'm not I sure if it it's going to be good. I think it will. I think cars are just going to hate cyclists more. You got a lot of people who don't yeah, ride bikes probably them. or handle that well now on the road frequently. Yeah. True. I don't know what, I'm just I'm just saying from from, from the the like the complaints we hear about car yeah. people are always like I hate cyclists. I don't yeah. think that, I, I don't think they're going to see a bunch of people on e-bikes and be like I now love cyclists. Like that's hopefully not. they're changing their car out for that would one be of those bikes. I mean that would be the key. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. Oh, well, if everybody jumped on a bicycle and was on e-bike, I could care less. Yeah. That'd be great. You make a good point. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but yeah. I'm going to be in the, the camp over here with Matt. Of, it's a good thing. It's a step in the right direction. It's kind of up to other cyclists and people in general in society to say, that's great that you have an e-bike. Maybe you should try and turn off the battery or turn off the motor yeah, or have a second thing. bike and, and use that as a gateway. But um, I, I on the whole, though, I, I think that they're a good thing. There are two things, though, that I kind of have a little bit of a gripe with. The first one is almost all of these companies are going to be direct to consumer and they're going to be, yeah. you know, sending the, the people, the bike in the mail, and they're going to have to put it together. I have a little all bit of people can't put these bikes together. It could be good for your business. <laughs> if you cater to it, well, it has been, we've done a lot of it this yeah. summer, a lot yeah. of building bikes for people who yeah. said, I got this and, and I don't know how to build. It. I don't want to build it. We use 99% of the people getting e-bikes. I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. So they just don't have that. And what's sad is there are, quite a few people that are getting them because they're getting them probably for a little bit of a budget deal and they don't want to have a bike shop put it together because they don't want to pay the, you know, 75 to $200 to have us assemble it and tune it and make sure that it's safe to ride. And they're going to have issues out there. They're going to yeah. have things falling off or breaking. Yeah. Mm. So this leads me to the next thing is like, uh, they're trying to do stuff on a budget here. And so they're coming yeah. out with these bikes that are like maybe sub thousand dollars. I mean, that sounds like a lot of money in the cycling world. That's not it's That's not a lot of money at all, and, and they're coming—they're so. coming out with some pretty crappy low-grade stuff. That's yeah. just yeah. not safe. Like some things come through the door. I'm like, really? They put—they put that on there. They expect that bike to be able to stop. They expect that bike not to fall apart. Yeah, that's kind of dangerous. It's kind of like yeah. a sucky thing. So uh, maybe it's—it is a good idea for you to take it into the bike shop just to yeah. kind of have them check and make sure that your bike is going to be safe to ride. But here's the, the problem with that: is let's say they give you some frame that's just jank and it looks like it's going to break in the bike shop's like this doesn't look safe you already spent a thousand dollars on this thing yep. or more probably yeah. and yeah. then what are you going to do they're stuck they're high and dry with a bike that's like crappy and broken and the bike shop says it's not safe i mean they could try to return it but you can try yeah you have to maybe do your homework beforehand don't just buy something willy-nilly not knowing what the outcome is going to be like if you've got the ability to return it, then that's good if you don't then probably this is this is where I just I just feel like we're we're losing we're 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 losing important steps on people becoming more active and getting into a sport like cycling. And sure. this is just by being active in general. So I was just talking with a PT friend of mine about water aquatics classes. Uh -huh. I have a very strong opinion on water aquatics classes. I think they are terrible. They are a marketing ploy, and I don't think that they do almost anybody any good. But they were marketed to you an older like population. Uh, I'm I'm going to be a jerk here <laughs> because jerk I don't jerk. like I don't like my the fitness industry aquatics. marketing. But I I don't like the fitness industry telling lies and the medical industry telling lies to make money. What they basically did was they tried to create a really easy barrier for people to get into being active. Water aquatics class generally a social hour. When you're laying, when you're sitting in the water, your blood flow is actually better. Your heart is actually working less than it would be you standing with gravity. Okay. 
this is all this is all true stuff, and this is why you're seeing a lot of people should not be going into these as their form of exercise. Okay, this is my primary form of hold exercise. Hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to finish here because... Okay. Go, 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 go. I'm listening. <laughs> so what I don't like is that our initial thoughts on getting people into exercise of any type, just active lifestyle, take the word exercise out of it, is let's make the barrier of entry as easy as possible. What we don't realize is that people then use that barrier of entry, that, that initial entry as their only form of exercise then for the next five to 10 years, mm -hmm. because we don't tell them the next step would be like, Hey, your goal is probably to ride that e-bike without the, without the battery at some point. Yeah. I promise you no, being a medical professional and in the fitness industry quite a bit, that's not the step most people never take gonna, next. never going to happen. They but, don't. But it also they do might, not. It also might be that all those people going to e-bikes were never going to go to cycling to begin with. I know, but that's our problem is we should, that, that needs to be our push is to get people actually active, not pretend active like water aquatics classes. Not, 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 not the, not, not the social media perspective of, right. of, of active. It's, we need to really convince people that, yes, I know this is difficult, but you learning how to actually work on your bike so it can be safe yeah. for you to ride and learning to push those pedals and maybe starting with rides that are really easy and then slowly building your way up is what we need to do. Yeah. It's not the easy answer, right? Does but it is the correct answer. That would require them to pump their own tires. Jake's, <laughs> what's, Jake gonna, what's Jake gonna do at the triathlon yeah. race? But this is why I mean like starting with kids is always great. Like, I, like all these kids I'm, I'm working with, they're, plenty of them are new to cycling. None of them have ever once mentioned to me like, hey, I want to get on a motor, you know, e-bike so I can go yeah. faster. No, they want to get on a bike and start to work harder so they can get faster to go with their friends. That needs to be how we uh, get adults into this. But and those not, are but those are athletic kids, not just, not the whole 90 other percent of their classmates. I can't say this on air, but not all, not of, athletic. Them, not all of them are, are that, I'll uh, be honest. <laughs> let's, so, let's be careful. Yeah. I could take any kid and teach me to be a cyclist. Any kid. There's a couple yeah. different things here that you need to keep in mind too. And people, when they're thinking about going out and getting a bike and they're, they're thinking, I'm going to get exercise. Yeah. Get one that has pedal assist. Don't get one that has a throttle. If you have one that yeah. has a throttle, you don't have to do anything. You can just yep. sit there and yeah. it just turns into a glorified Walk, little walking motorcycle. is more exercise. Right. Exactly. And that's, and that's what I'm saying is we, we shouldn't be promoting things in the exercise world. That is less exercise than walking. Yeah. Water aquatics and e-bikes are not more exercise than walking. I don't know. They pump the music in that water aquatics. They're dancing. <laughs> And social hour is still a, a positive. This is true. Positive your heart rate thing. never crests in 90. You yeah, change your you mind. Know, you have tons of vasoassistance uh, and blood flow. 90 is high for a lot of people. Yeah, 90 you know, heart rate. Quote, unquote, strength uh, training in a non-weight bearing environment. We also, what happened on the moon, right? When they came back, they were super strong. I also yeah. think that, yeah, I think the people I'm seeing on e-bikes are not kids. I have very rarely seen kids on e-bikes. I've seen, seen mostly yeah. older people that probably. I've seen mostly middle-aged people, to be completely honest. I'll say middle-aged to old people. Yeah. Like that, don't, Sun, they look like they could. Sun River might be a different story, but well, yeah, I'm thinking like people that probably would struggle to ride around my neighborhood. Yeah, that's okay to struggle and do something. So yeah, no, but, yeah. yeah, you're right. Your neighborhood, my God, yeah, but that's that's I I, I would tell so, the person to be like, hey, we probably need to keep it a little bit flatter. <laughs> my other gripe with e-bikes is if you are going to get a good one, my God, are they expensive? Yeah, they yeah. Are. like you're They're spending so yeah a bunch of money, so that's going to be mm -hmm. prohibitive for a lot of people. So yeah. like what's kind of five is, grand to get started for decent e-bikes yeah, yeah because that's just like barely getting your foot in the door for yep. because if it's going to be an answer to getting america more active most of inactive america is in not the first class that's just the stats yeah. i mean we're, we're talking obesity diabetes are very very prevalent in lower class america right now we need to have a low barrier of entry option financially that's actually going to get these people 
active, like truly yeah. active, not our pretend active. We cannot continue to pretend that these things are good. But Evan, there's no motivation for that because who's going to do that encouragement? The, the, the reason... Motivation's overrated. I know, but like, the, <laughs> I, know. I mean, <laughs> the companies that are that selling e-bikes are selling e-bikes so that they can make money. And so they're going to want to uh, you know, attract yeah. the biggest possible... But, you know, group that they can, so they sell e-bikes. It's not like yeah. I'm trying to motivate you to to go from your five thousand dollar, you know, e-bike to buying a to making a super affordable dollar. option that yeah. somebody could take. But but I'm saying that's the pro- so this is why I'm saying the fitness and the medical industry are f- continuing to fail. We're 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 swinging and missing over and over again because we're not we're we're focusing on the wrong barriers of entry. We're focusing on that. We need to make it feel easier so everybody can get it. instead of no. We need to make it financially appropriate so that everybody can actually start to get active. Yeah. This is my gripe with e-bikes, is because it's once again another swing and miss on that, and we are just we're we're missing the point entirely. Look at healthy countries in the world. What makes them healthy? Their lifestyles are active. Mm-hmm. The barrier to entry is really. I mean, Gabriel Salase was a very poor kid. I wouldn't suggest that Ethiopia is like the healthiest country in the world. I'm not saying it's the healthiest country in the world. I think but like if actually you look at Finland by the look, numbers yeah, like or Finland, something like that. Yeah. Those, but that's, yeah. a lot of that's because of the social situation that they have. Completely different social Which goes situation. back to water aerobics yeah. being the best form of exercise. Watch like that be super popular in Finland. Uh, it's not, I can <laughs> promise you. They well, all ski. They that's why they're also, they walk, they walk and ski. That's why they're also a healthy. Lot of walking. <laughs> what yeah. countries do you think have like the most per capita of cyclists? Who would you say? Uh, the, that's a great question. I mean, probably like the U.S. has got to be up. Well, probably no, the Netherlands. Per capita, Belgium. The Netherlands. By like a How many of those bikes are e-bikes? Mm, some of them. A lot. Yeah. There's a what good percentage? Bit. I'd be interested to know I the percentage. I bet it's way higher percentage than what we've got here in the yeah, United States. Right. Oh, no. I'd bet no, against that. No, I bet it is. Because no, I bet the U.S. So, is higher percentage. So the thing is, I would is bet. It's there's way less cars and you've got if you're moving stuff and cars like let's say you're moving people and moving you know your furniture and it's like the e-bikes are very popular in the Netherlands because it's the cargo bikes basically even even DC Rainmaker has a couple e-bikes technically is a rickshaw a bike technically it doesn't have a rickshaw no I'm saying is it because then India for sure wins I was living there I can promise you they have more rickshaws than (laughs) got a lot but if if we're saying percentage per capita which is I think the original question the Netherlands it's more just making people active in their daily life is the main I think on the the whole primary goal most e-bikes are pedal assist on the whole yeah I think legally to be out on the road you can't have a throttle if I'm not mistaken, and have it go over a certain mile per hour, and a lot of these do, and I think that's probably going to start to change. Like as the scooters cap. Exactly. Like the rental like, scooters and cities. Like, yeah. Technically, you're not supposed to go over 20 miles an hour with these e-bikes with pedal assist without having to go out and purchase um, insurance and having a license oh, gotcha. to do so, right. and that's why they're they're all governed <laughs> at that 20 miles an hour. There's a bunch of different ways to get around that, but I if think we, on the whole, if, more and if more. If we run group rides that are over 20 miles an hour, if we're going by the letter of the law, do we technically have to have insurance? No, because we're not okay, riding good. in a, a. There's no pedal assist, obviously. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. It's, it's a motorized vehicle. Except for our quads. Yeah. You know, our quads. Motorized vehicle, yeah. except for, yeah. So your quads. What if you're derping? <laughs> but <laughs> yes. to kind of go against what you were saying, though, Evan, most of the bikes yeah. are pedal assist and you are still getting exercise. Is it going to be the same as you and I going out and, you know, it's not out of each other on bikes. No, not at all. But it's yeah. still exercise. It's still causing overload. It's still causing blood flow. It's still causing elevated yeah. heart rate. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Have you ridden an e-bike before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where? I which, don't what believe kind? you. With you and then once in Sun River. Yeah. With me. Which uh, which one? The, at, the, the, at the lab when I was messing around. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. It felt amazing. But you haven't gone out like done like like when you actually go into I've done some commuting back and forth between my house and home. I still mm-hmm. sweat. I still had to, a bit of a workout. I had, granted. A, but we're I, still talking about you and me here. I think your typical person is probably trying to average like 30, 40 watts on that thing, which is the equivalent of probably just like hopping on a gym, recumbent bike and spinning for again, 15 to 30 minutes. Still 30 or 40, 50 more watts more than sitting at the couch or behind or a computer in playing car. in a car. This is true. Yeah, this is true. More people on the road. Maybe. So, But I that's think still not my point at the end of the day. It's, it's at least going yeah. in the right direction. Well, does it need to get better? Sure. It just... I yeah, know. and we've got so many people buying them, and it's it's becoming more and more prevalent that you know obviously it's it's getting people exposed. And are we going to capture every single person and have them adopt a more healthy lifestyle? Probably not, but at least they're thinking about this whole process of getting on there. So I I don't know. I think it's yeah. huge just because each of those people might advocate for bikes. Yeah. In the future, like, oh, if it gets us that, if it gets less people trying to hit people with their car, sure. But I'm, I, I am worried that more traffic bike on the road might actually could, have the it could cause some problem, issues. I just think like what we need is the city planners to start to see that around and here. Be they're like, pretty good. I mean, we have tons of bike lanes around the yeah, southwest yeah. Washington and Portland area, but, but it could be better. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. You know, bike lanes that just end into nothing, and you're like, okay, it'd be great if it's connected to this piece over here. Like that's like just, fourth plane or places like yeah, that. Is it's everywhere. It comes to mind. I don't think that the city planners or the cities in general are really thinking about this whole thing. I mean, just think about we live in Clark County, Washington, yeah. and it seems like they just won the freaking lottery when it came to having money to start working on roads. Everything's getting repaved or yeah. chip sealed, or I'm watching mm-hmm. them put in new sidewalks and all the things they're putting in gobs and gobs of money. They've been building houses for days. Yeah, I'm not seeing any new bike lanes out there, guys. It's just not happening. I'm trying to think if I've there's seen gonna any. be there's gonna be one. Portland's the only place I can think of where I was seeing <laughs> new bike lanes. The there's one that you're one. talking about is probably gonna be what 300 yards long. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that by the, by the gym. It's just a spot that needs it. It's another one of those connector. Oh, spots is it the the lead up to Golds when mm-hmm. the lane? Yep. Yeah, yeah, because that like ends yeah. randomly and then and then starts back up later. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, our e bikes taking over. No, unfortunately, they yes. they are <laughs> like from a sales standpoint, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. We'll they see. definitely. I mean, they're they're taking over in the sense that they're definitely going above what mechanical bikes are selling right now. All right, real quick around the table, we'll we'll push that one aside and just tell me what is it that you guys are going to be getting going into the uh, the crappy months of this 2022-2023 winter season. One piece of kit, one item, one something, whatever. Is there something that you're going to add to your cycling repertoire? Go. I don't feel like I have anything that I need necessarily, but I could use a thermal jersey. That's Sweet. not a bad one. Like a team yeah. branded one? The team branded ones are great. Yep, we got some team branded thermal jerseys that are going to be in the store that jersey. just got opened up today. So awesome. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's always a good one. Evan Price, what do you got? I already got some really good gloves last year. So Ooh, that was basically gloves it. Are always and, good. and I got a dialed skull cap. So those were kind of the two things I needed. Sweet. That's it. Most of my writing's indoor during the mm-hmm. winter. Lance Epler. New gloves every year. Because Every I, year. because I, you crash and I beat the snot out of them the previous and year. And you wipe the snot out of. I do wipe a lot of. I am a sweaty man. Sweaty, snotty, <laughs> sweaty man. Sweaty. I've got gloves for the wintertime that basically mash up with every temperature and weather condition that could possibly be thrown at you from, you know, mild spring days to like twenty degrees and snowing and everything in between. I've got a glove for that. And for all the different bikes, too. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. Sounds about so, right. Um, my one thing, it's not really winter-related, but I'm getting a new helmet, finally. It's on the way, finally. Oh. We've got their new Cask Bortoni icons coming. And oh, cool. So I'm stoked that I get to have a new helmet because it's been almost four years since Ooh. I purchased a new helmet, and that's two it's years too yeah. long. So Probably time. 
Cool. And then uh, real quick, how do you guys test your tires? When, when do you guys know that you got a call? When is it time to tap out or how do you adopt something new? When you, and, and when you start to have flats all the time and you're like, all right, all right. When I've punctured Just, the tubeless enough to where it's not sealing anymore. <laughs> or, or or actually for me, it's whenever I'm going to do a race block now. I, I, I get but new it's tires not the tire that you've block. been running for a while, but well, let's talk about switching to a new brand or a new style oh. or something oh. that came out. Not necessarily I like... I just read the marketing hype, and if I'm curious enough about it, then I do it. Or if you're in a situation where you just need tires, like the Pirelli. Like Pirelli is not yeah. something that was really on my radar until... You guys had good experience with it, so it's like yeah. social friends influence, and and I'm like, okay, well, they've had good like yeah, good experience. There's just too many factors that go into it because I like want to assess like, oh, am I flatting on this tire too much? And I'm like, or am I just riding a Vancouver Lake too much? And is yeah. there a lot of glass out there? There yeah. is answer. Because yes. if I just like rode in really nice areas all the time, I could probably be convinced that some tire everyone, that's not that flat resistant. All everyone of a sudden flatted is. except for Ari and Cassie out at Vancouver Lake. Yeah, it was there's so much glass. My Victoria out there. did hold for the record. It yeah, did hold, but. Tubeless. I was having to do that last interval set on way less pressure. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's such a tough one. I mean, Matt, what's the website again that you can go to to check rolling resistance? Because I know that we're all kind of like geeks when it comes to how fast our tires roll. Uh, so it might be like rollingresistance.com. Something like I'm that. Sure. You can Google that, that term and I'm sure it'll come up. I think it's like there's, there's another one that's um, bikeblather.blogspot.com. That's another website. That I think also you could just about. text Andy Potts and ask him. Ugh, <laughs> he's the worst person inside, to ask. Inside triathlon joke. Yeah. So, um, he rode gator skins at Kona one year. So <laughs> you do a little bit of web research. And like, all right, these all have a pretty good rolling resistance. When you get out there, like, it's hard to see, like, a true difference. I mean, you're kind yeah. of splitting hairs to a certain degree. I th- but I think for rolling resistance, you have to just accept the numbers that are given to you. You yeah. can't, there's, you can't quantify you can't it. Yeah. And I mean, in theory, you kind of got to be at the right PSI too, in theory. Exactly. Like, I mean, there's a lot of factors yeah. that go oh, yeah. into it. So, correct PSI yeah. for the correct type of for road. The, yeah, yeah. And, and for I mean, the correct tire, man. I mean, I'm sure even yeah. some of those tires probably really exist as wise change if you want to pump 100 into it versus 50 or 60. Oh, I'm yeah. sure that changes. Yeah. And then you're, you're pushing the tires too. You're feeling how they, you know, accelerate. You're feeling how they go into corners. You're, paying attention to like like are they getting a are little loose gripping? or do they yeah. feel like they're just really hugging the roads like burn eggs on a frying pan do you guys do a little bit of testing that way too or are you guys I, being I, a little I bit more ginger about crits. Yeah. i don't do enough crits to really get a sense of how they're cornering and i mean like on a tt bike they're really you can only get so aggressive on a tt bike yeah. so right. yeah lance you got anything to add here i I just kind of go with what's on the shelf when I need yep. a tire. <laughs> That's a lot of what I do. Uh, although I'm I'm quite partial to the Pirelli tires because I've had them for a couple years and they've Good luck. they've treated me really well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and they're they're smooth and they corner well, and I feel like they're tight when I'm cornering. I I don't know. I mean, you're going to be rolling a tubeless tire these days. Usually for a lot of people, they've switched over to that. And I've just come to find that those ones are probably the most puncture resistant because you're going to get punctures. And if it's puncture resistant, you're not going to get as big of a hole or you're not going to get a hole at all. And it's going to seal up a little bit better, a little bit faster. And the, the, just the, the rubber that Pirelli uses, I think is pretty fantastic. Yeah. It's been the best that I've used to to date. Um, I haven't had good luck with the GP5000 STLs yet. Um, they feel fantastic. Yeah. They're a nice rolling tire. They've got supposedly really good rolling resistance. I've talked about this a few times, but I've also had quite a few punctures on those where yeah. it just has been a pain in the butt. Like you got to stop. You got to either plug it or you got to like get it to stop <laughs> spewing out all kinds of sealant and air. And then you have to, you know, hopefully be able to put some air back in them and have it not open back up again. Yeah. Where I. I don't think I ever dealt with that once with my Pirelli tires. I mean, you come back sometimes and you see the little spray up your seat tube. That was it. That worked. That worked well. So cool. All right. And then, um, 
What was my last question? Uh, we covered them all. That's yeah, it. those three. Cool. Yep. All right, let's do one last thing. Matt Legrand, go first. I posted a video last week talking about the Apple Watch. Is it good for triathlon? It's is out it? there. People is can watch it. Is it good for triathlon? It's okay. It's, right. it's, it's actually not bad. They have this new feature in the operating system, the next operating system that's coming out probably in two weeks or so. And the new feature is automatic splits on the triathlon racing. So you don't have to hit a button or anything like that. You just swim, bike, and run and transition, and it'll do all that math for you. So I used it at the Columbia River Triathlon, and it worked. The only issue, one of the main issues I had was, like, because it's a touchscreen in that race, you start in the water. It is very hard to get things started on the touchscreen. Like, Uh I almost wasn't able to. I almost had to, like, get out of the water, dry it (laughs) it off, off. turn it on. Because I really, you know, this is why I say in the video, I was like, I really wanted to test that, that feature. It was, like, one of the reasons I wanted to do the race. And so... Anyway, I did get it started barely right as the gun was going off, and it worked. So there's that. I'm so used to seeing you wearing two watches at all times. I know, You're always I know. double fist in the, the watches there. Um, and people you, sometimes ask me about it, and they're like, why do you have two watches? And I'm like, why do you have one watch? Why do you have no watches? <laughs> why don't you? <laughs> why don't you have two watches? People, That's awesome. Come on. Cool. Evan Price, one last thing. Uh, I am actually Cassie's birthday is coming up this weekend. Ooh, that's yes. cool. What are you guys going to do? So we are going to the coast for a night, which Good. will be fun. And then come back and then we are basically traveling every single weekend through September. At least I am. Oh, wow. Except wow. for one. There's one weekend in September. I won't be gone. Very cool. So it's going to be fun. Yep. I'm excited to see your race. I think you're fit. I think you're ready. I better, I better be ready. Yeah. There was a lot of work that went to this one. So yeah. When's yep. that race again? Uh, first one's going to be Santa Cruz on September 11th. And then, uh, the second to last weekend of September will be Augusta, Georgia. Cool. Yep. Good luck. Yeah. Thank it's you. kind of back to back then. Pretty so much. The Augusta yep. trip will be a big trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a long it's flight. A long I mean, you can probably Atlanta. fly into, yeah, into Atlanta and then drive over. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. Lance Hepler. A uh, couple big races happening this uh, weekend. Uh, our local cyclocross scene starts, which is kind of exciting. It is exciting. With, uh, with Hetmere, so we already talked about that. Uh, and Rebecca's Private Idaho also happens this weekend. I am missing it for the first time in four years, I Ooh. think. Oh, Three or four that's... years. Yeah, that's your thing. That's your jam. So, yeah, it's a very, very cool race. So, uh, but I won't be there. But, um, at, I've tried to get teammates to go with me for years, and now this year I'm not going, and Terry Hamness is going. Uh, <laughs> come on, Terry. God. So Terry's going. He's not doing the the stage race. He's just doing the race on Sunday, which is okay. the 100-mile gravel Typical race. Typical Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of makes sense. Cool. Terry, so good go, luck to him. Do you, go, go do uh, tell you right next year, Terry, and I'll give you this T-shirt. <laughs> he would smoke us. Oh, he would. of course he would. Yeah. He'd be great at it. He'd get through that race and be like, why did you not make it through? What? What's wrong with you? Gotcha. Cool. All right. Uh, for the local people, my one last thing is going to be our very last and final for the year. Fog hat ride is this Friday. So it'll be yeah. our social oh. fog hat ride, slow ride, take it easy, have fun. The kids are all starting school this week. Yeah. My yeah. kids are. Yeah. My kids went back to school this morning. Was first out, day of school. Oh, it was first today. Day of school today. Yeah. Chasing them all out the door and kicking them in the butt and saying, have a good day at school. There and you go. Go make some money. My yeah. poor dog was like, <laughs> go, come on, Dash. It's time to start pulling your weight. Come on, there. Dash. <laughs> my, my dog needs some uppers. He's pretty depressed. He's laying yeah. on the stairs everybody all lopey. Yeah. <laughs> Where is everybody? He so, Pepper didn't care. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so we've got that fog hat ride coming up. And then Thursday, we have our second to last flogging ride. So if you want to yeah. come out and 
have some fun with us. That'd be great. Um, it'd be also fantastic if Clark County wasn't dumping sand in uh, hot County. turns and causing people Jack. to go down. That that was pretty crappy. So, oh, man. <laughs> there one week. Not there. When are we starting up the uh, Zwift rides? Speaking of Zwift, do we know. We're not going to talk about that. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. Not, not on the schedule yet. <laughs> That's probably has not been decided. <laughs> I just, I just got November. daggers looking at me. There. <laughs> it's still so summer, early. damn it. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, it's usually the middle of October. It's October. Usually when we soon. I'm I'm willing to be the leader of a junior's crew. Ooh. Oh, yes, me or Cassie. Yes, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Cool. All right, we do appreciate everybody listening. We will be back next week with another one, and until then, bye for now. Bye.